0: Thanks for listening to Reddit Guy. Today's content comes from Tales from Retail, our first post is named, Don't Tell Your Dad, I watched a little boy win at life today. I was the customer in line at the checkout, and the cashier was ringing me out when a family, mom, dad and a approximately 7 year old boy pulled up behind me. Dad immediately wandered away while mom started loading her groceries on the conveyor belt. After she loaded a few things, she turned to the boy and said, You were really good today, would you like to pick out a chocolate? The boy got super happy, grabbed a kinder egg and put it on the conveyor belt. Mom then tells him, Don't tell your dad. Dad comes back and mom says she forgot something so dad continues loading the belt while mom walks away. Dad then turns to his son and says, You were really good today, would you like to pick out a chocolate? I have never in my life seen a kid look so happy. He picks another kinder egg and puts it on the belt. Sure enough, dad then says don't tell your mom, I didn't say anything to ruin this kid's wonderful 2 chocolate day, but I had a good chuckle walking out of there, our next story is named the customer's wife came in specifically to find me, so this happened a long time ago in my old job at a high street jeweler's in the UK but I think about the interaction a lot so wanted to share. I was working on the shop floor and an elderly gentleman and his daughter came in and started looking at the bracelets and bangles. To give some perspective this isn't a prestige jewelers, unless something had a diamond in it, the most you could look to spend was 300 pounds to 400 pounds. After giving them a few minutes to look I went over and asked if they need any help. The gentleman said he was looking for a bangle for his wife for their anniversary but he wasn't sure what to go for. I brought them over to the table and chairs and let him have a sit while I took 10 or so bangles and bracelets out of the display for him to have a look at. I brought them over and explained the difference between the medals, the clasps etc, let him hold them, try them on his daughter to see how they looked on the wrist. That sort of thing. I probably spent about 40 minutes with them helping them choose something. He landed on something he liked and left happy with a new bangle for his wife. Such a nice man and it was a pleasure to see him off with something he liked. Skip to the following Saturday and I was on the shop floor again. A lady comes in looking around for something so I head over and ask if she needs anything. She clocks my name badge and says, ah, are you chap that helped my husband pick out this bangle? It was the wife of the gentleman I helped and she had come into town to find me specially to say thank you for spending so much time with him to pick out such a lovely present and how much she loved it. Apparently it had meant so much to the old timer he told her all about the experience in store. He had no idea really what he was looking for and I was just pleased to help guide him through the minefield that can be women's jewelry. I'd never had such warm fuzzies working in that shop and still I think about it a lot. Our next post got named 1 out of 1000. I have removed myself from the retail game about 6 months ago, but I still think fondly of this one. I was the manager of the returns and exchanges area of a smaller computer and electronics chain some would call it the ultimate, and I was called over to the returns area by one of our associates. I approached and saw a young college age girl with a MacBook that had an obviously cracked screen, and looking at the receipt it was less a day old. I asked her what happened and she admitted to dropping it as soon as she took it out of the box, and that she didn't get any warranties to cover the damage because she was a broke college kid and asked me if there was anything I could do for her. I told her that I was going to walk away and come back in a minute and when I did she should tell me it was broken as soon as she took it out of the box. I came back she told me that, and we swapped it out for a new one for no charge. The best part was this young lady came back in about 2 days with a tray full of the most delicious brownies and kept saying how much she appreciated everything we did for her. Our next story is titled 911, she went for it. I work for a car rental place. I am the only employee at a location in a very small town. I often have to leave the store to go pick up customers, pick up, drop off oil changes, etc etc. When I do, I leave between reservations, lock up, and put up a sign on the door with a number where customers can reach me immediately. I usually never get any calls. However, yesterday a woman called. While I was out dropping off a customer to a body shop. She seemed perfectly reasonable at first. Me, thanks for calling asterisk 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 asterisk. How can I help you? Her, hi. Apparently having read my notice, will you be back soon? I don't have much time. For the record, she had no reservation and had not previously contacted the store. Me, yes ma'am. Just dropping off a customer. It should be about 5 to 10 minutes. Her, I'll be waiting. Hangs up literally 2 minutes later she calls back. Her, sir, I just can't let you do this. Me, do what her, you abandoned the store and I am going to call the cops if you don't show up soon. Me, laughing from confusion her, me, that won't be necessary ma'am. I'll be back very soon and the cops aren't. She hangs up I show up 4 minutes later and swear to god, the cops were waiting with her, visibly unsure about why they were there. If you're counting, she waited a total of 6 minutes max after I knew she existed, which is longer than I've waited for fresh nuggets in a drive-thru. She had no reservation, with not having previously contacted a business that operates based on reservations and literally called the cops. Cops, what's the problem here? Me, astonished I have no idea. You'll have to ask her. Cops, asterisk having already talked to her and unable to seriously address her, they look at us and back at each other, then back at me asterisk we hope you have a better day. She doesn't even try to come in. Maybe she realized she had just gone through a manic episode and decided to give herself some time. The next story we will hear is named that time I accidentally took a whole convenience store hostage, Afternoon, RTFR. T.F.R. Long time lurker, first time poster, you know the drill, right? This is the most exciting T.F.R. story I've got. This was back in, I wanna say 2005? Before the proliferation of smartphones, etc. It's about the time I worked at a gas station, convenience store for one whole day and ended up as a manager and a district manager's worst nightmare. I'd taken the job not two days before and was told to show up at 7am on a Monday for training. No big deal, right? The manager T.M., certainly seemed stable enough at the time, but I suppose that's what they say about all the crazies. So. I show up at 7am, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to get to work. I'm immediately introduced to the young lady YL, who's been tasked with training me by TM. TM spends the first 20 minutes of my shift not training me, but ranting and rambling about how she just worked a double graveyard and how she's bushed, and how this place just sucks her dry, you get the idea. Then she reiterates that YL's going to be with me all day, training me step by step, and is then gone in a puff of smoke. Gone home to get some much-deserved sleep. Leaves her home number on a scrap of paper behind the counter in case of emergencies only. Sensible enough. So we get down to business. Yl's shocked that I'm already somewhat register and computer literate, and so takes the opportunity to abandon me in the backroom doing a few hours of computer training that I gather is supposed to encompass the entirety of my day. When I finish my computer training, I step out into the main store area to be relieved of duty. YL instead informs me that we're now going to do some hands-on training. Weird, but fine. I guess. I mean, I'm not going to scoff at a few extra hours on my paycheck, so whatever. Let's do some hands-on work. The hands-on work goes on for about an hour and a half, bringing my day to about four and a half hours at this point, until YL pulls me aside and announces, with a beaming shit-eating grin on her face, greater than YL, you know what. I think, yeah. I think fuck this place. Greater than C-I-B, fuck this place. Greater than Y-L, yeah, man, fuck it. It's bullshit anyway. Fuck everything, I quit. Greater than C-I-B, like in two weeks. Greater than Y-L, like, I mean, like now. Greater than C-I-B, what? With that, she tears off her smock, lights a cigarette, and walks out of the joint, leaving me to mind the store alone. I don't know how to do cash drops, I don't know how to do most of this shit. I've been here for asterisk 4 hours tops, asterisk. You must be kidding me. YL locks the door to the back room, shoves the key underneath the door, and is gone forever. So, like the nice young man I am, I call TM's emergency number. The phone rings and rings and rings for maybe 2 minutes straight before she finally answers, mid snore, with a befuddled greater than TM, huzzah. I promptly explain the situation to her and tell her that I need help. She tells me to hold tight, and that she's going to call her assistant manager, AM, to come and help. You know where this is going. AM never comes. I'm waiting for another 2 hours, and AM never. Shows up. I call TM back. Same deal. 2 minutes of continuous ringing. She promises something else. Hangs up on me. We go through this process 4 more times over the course of 2 more hours, when the next person on shift is due to show up anyway. He never shows. Naturally. So I call TM until she finally just asterisk takes her phone off the hook so I can't call her anymore, asterisk. This is the part of the story where I start to freak out. I have no other numbers. I know no one else who works here. I am alone. No way to clock out, no way to hide, no way to lock the doors, nothing. Just work. Only work. Forever and ever and ever and ever. I can see that this is how I die, I'm sure of it. I'm in a really shitty, boring version of asterisk Final Destination, asterisk. At this point, I feel the need to call out the dudes who ran the tattoo shop across the street. They'd been coming in for cokes and energy drinks and such throughout the day, and had taken a keen interest in my well-being. They were pretty up on the situation, and kept me reasonably calm throughout the day, they noticed that I was starting to freak out. Asked me what the situation was. I explained. Just like that, these badasses jump into action, they bring me their phone book with all the numbers of the other stores in the area circled, and they go to the local taco cart and get me a plate of tacos and a coke to keep my strength up. I'm not into dudes, but I considered asking these guys to marry me then and there. Fueled by tacos and sheer, unadulterated panic, I start making calls. Other stores are shocked by what's happened, but don't have anyone to spare. They've got no one. But. One of them gives me the district manager's DM home number. Bingo. I explained the situation to him, and listened as he went from perfectly congenial to absolutely terrified. He tells me greater than DM, I'm coming down there to personally relieve you from your shift. But then he says the perfect combination of words to set me off, greater than DM, dot but I'm going to need about an hour and a half. Is that okay? Welcome to my breaking point. I begin to shout and shout and shout greater than CIB, no, that is asterisk not all right, asterisk. Tell you what, DM, either you get down here in half an hour, or I am going to open the cash registers, the safe, turn the gas pumps on unlimited run and asterisk asterisk go home, asterisk asterisk. Is that what you want? Free gas and free money for everyone WHO comes into the store until there's no more money. Asterisk asterisk is that what you want, asterisk asterisk. Greater than dm, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I now see what has happened, I have officially been taken hostage by this store, and have taken it hostage in return. I am now the crazy person in the situation. I'm the movie bad guy. I'm the one making demands. But you know what? He got there in 15 minutes flat. And you know what? He was very nice, all said and told. He apologized profusely, even helped me actually kick in the locked back room door so I could clock out all proper like. It's 10.30pm. Finally. But then TM, in her pajamas, eyes bloodshot and wild, murderous and back from the dead like the last bad guy in Die Hard, comes storming into the store, screaming at DM, who had apparently gotten her to answer her phone during his trip over, greater than TM, DM, how fucking dare you tell me how to run my store, I swear to fuck you've been telling me what to do for too long now and I am telling you for the last time DM turns to me as TM is shrieking, and he says something that makes me start laughing like a psychotic. Greater than DM, go home, CIB. I've got this. Shit, you don't have to tell me twice, amigo. I'm gone. When I get to the door, finally, he calls after me and says, Greater than DM, I really hope this doesn't affect your future with the company. I never went back. Edit, holy shit, my very first gold. Thanks, anonymous internet patron. I'm sincerely glad I could provide some laughs through my suffering. You beautiful bastard, whoever you are. E-D-I-T-2, hot damn, you guys sure know how to make a dude feel loved. Didn't expect this to take off. Thanks for the kind words, all, well, most. I love this subreddit. You're all champions. The next story of this episode is titled No Ma'am, I can't sell you $100 of merchandise for $5, I work at a clothing store, we have packs of underwear hanging on a wall near the front of the store. The wall is split into two sections, the bottom is single pairs of underwear that go for $2, and then there's packs of 8 that cost $20. They are no the same brand, they are different materials, they look different, and are on different parts of the wall. On the part of the wall that only contains single pairs, is a sign that says, 5 for $5 a woman walks up to our register with 5-8 packs of underwear, I make casual conversation before PR e-sending her with her total me, that will be tilde dollar 100.00 her, no, that will be five dollars me, well, no, that'll be tilde dollar 100.00 her, no. They're five for five it says so on the sign. At this point I know what sign she saw, and I know what mistake she's making, but in an attempt to show her the error of her ways I ask her to show me the sign her, look, there it is right there it's five for five dollars, me, actually, the five for five dollars is referencing these single pairs that are only two dollars, her face lit up with anger and disgust as if I had defecated on the floor and asked her to clean up with her tongue. Her, well why is that sign there? Why are those packs with these packs? These packs are on this wall, and that sign says it's five or five dollars, and I'll take them at that price. Me, usually I could adjust your price, but I can't sell you one hundred dollars of merchandise at five dollars her. Well, you need to remove that sign then, because that's false advertising. Me, no her, no. Me, yup, no. At this point, my heart was in my throat, and I actually could have gotten in trouble for how I spoke to her, depending on which manager she spoke to. But instead, she just kind of walked out of the store. Even if the sign was ambiguous, assuming a sale of that magnitude is just silly. We now reached the end of today's stories. You can follow us for more Reddit content and to support the podcast.